Season one, episode two of the Expediting Change podcast. Thank you for coming back and checking in with me. So I told you, we're going to talk about financial education, not just financial literacy. And it's completely different. Being financially literate is cool, but financial education is theory and practice. Remember, we want to get these jewels and these gems and learn this information. But Expediting Change is about what are you going to do with it? Knowledge without power is bullshit. I think I changed that quote, but I like what I just changed it into. So today's guest is going to talk to you about practical application in the stock market and how to build your wealth. But remember, it's also tax season, so he might sneak in some jewels about what you need to do for your taxes. So make sure you listen in and check us out for episode two, season one, Expediting Change Podcast. Let's go. It's just me. As I open my mind and try to reach yours, ask myself, why is this you really want to preach, boy? I want to. So what's up, Jess? How you, man? I'm doing good, man. It's um, it's February. We're in the middle of tax season, and I'm just happy to be here. Um, you know, just thank you for having me on on the second episode of Expediting Change. I really appreciate it, my guy. Absolutely. So you know, on Expediting Change, I'm gonna challenge you. I'm gonna push the limit. So yeah, I'm gonna ask you some questions. We're gonna get right to it. No doubt. Um, and then at the end, we're gonna talk about what are you doing to expedite change. But first, won't you give them an opportunity? Um, take the time right now to introduce yourself. Yeah. Tell them what you do. The who, what, when, where, and why. Got you, got you. Yeah, so my name is Justin DeVos. Um, I'm originally from Philadelphia, PA. I'm the director of financial education for Equity Now. Um, my, my passion is financial education. And I came from a place, uh, Vanguard, that I worked for 12 years as an investment advisor, right? So I've seen it all. I've done it all. I've worked with families who had generational wealth multi-generational wealth and being able to listen and understand how wealth is not only created, but grown and preserved, um, just kind of gave me a, a different outlook on life, especially for our black and brown communities and how I can take that knowledge that I learned during my experience at Vanguard and be able to teach people that look like me, right? Um, my kids and you know my, my families and be able to say, hey, listen, here's what we can do with the resources that we have. Um, so I'm all about, again, not just learning about financial concepts, but actually taking the steps to apply what you learn. And that's the difference between financial literacy and financial education. You can know a lot, but if you're not taking the action to actually do it, then what's the point? Agreed. Um, so I'm here today to talk about investigating the stock market. Um, and again, what works for me may not work for all, nice. but I think the stock market in and of itself is a tool that everyone can use uh, to build their wealth. So I'm, I'm excited about today, man. So let's so let's jump into that because mm-hmm. because you said some key things that I want to I want to tease out that people understand. Yes, you said wealth building and helping individuals with generational wealth. Mm-hmm. So tell me, talk to me about that. Give me some numbers. Obviously, you can't give me the clients, but talk to me about the money, the numbers that you are helping individuals move, like the units, how much. <sighs> Man, we're talking 20 plus million and up. Um, when you think about uh, some of my clients, I was working with, uh, you know, 70 year olds, 80 year olds, people that have accumulated money throughout their whole life. Now they're sitting on this portfolio and this is just stock market investment. This yep. doesn't include real estate. This doesn't include art collections or cars. This is just money invested in the stock market. And they're sitting on $80 million. They have wills. They have trusts all set up. But they still wanted to have their families be a part of the conversation. That's right. Generational wealth. Exactly. And that's why it's important because 
If their families don't know what it took to get to that point and what it takes even more so to not only preserve it, but to also grow it mm -hmm. across generations, right? So we're having these conversations about cost basis and who's going to get this and who's going to get that, right? Um, but families understood that what's been done, they have to continue on that journey. That's right. Right? So they take the <clears throat> knowledge that they learn from such a young age just by watching their dad buy them the first stock. So let, let's start there. So $80 million. You, you folks hear $80 million. You like, if I start in the stock market right now, I'm not going to get $80 million, <laughs> no, right? But I want to want to give the folks the, the magnitude of mm -hmm. what can happen over generations. Yeah. You may not be the first person to hit ADM. So doing this investment thing is changing legacy. You mm -hmm. might hit 500,000, you might hit a million, but your children's children's might hit that 80 million. So let's go all the way back, right? Because they had to start somewhere. Yes. So the question that I get all of the time, mm -hmm. well, Shamari, you you in depth, you've been doing this for years. Mm -hmm. How do I get started? Like if you had, if, if you had, what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask you say three words or three words on how do I get started? And then I'm going to let you elaborate. Sure. But if somebody left with just three words when they ask, how do I get started? What's just those three words? Wow. How do I get started? Um, open and accounts. I love it. I love it right, <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? See, this is expediting change. Open and account. So if you leave with nothing else from this podcast, Absolutely. open and account. All right. So I'm not going to not let my man talk and elaborate on that. Yeah, so yeah, talk yeah. to me about how we get started. So I think, you know, people have this thing where it's... um. It's paralysis by analysis, right? Mm -hmm. So they're trying to figure out what's the best way to get in, right? You can't get in if you don't actually open an account. Mm -hmm. So you're sitting there thinking about what stocks to buy. That's all well and good, right? But the number one thing you have to do is open an investment account. Now, that can be, you know, a 401k or 403b through your employer, right? That can be mm -hmm. a self-directed uh, IRA. And then I could also be an individual brokerage account, mm -hmm. right? So the first step is to open an account. And again, you got spots like Vanguard, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, Stockpile, whoever, right? You just got to kind of find the right brokerage firm that works best for you. Yeah. Once you open that account, you don't necessarily have to fund it right away, Okay. right? It gives you a little bit more time to come together with a plan, right, of your investment strategy, you know, what's best for you and your financial goals. And what you mean funded? What does that mean? What is, what is funded? Funded means just putting money into the account, yep. right, from your checking or savings account, and then investing that money into a security, like a stock or ETF or a mutual fund. So if I take the money out of my bank account mm -hmm. and then I put it in a brokerage account that you asked me to open, yep. so that, that means I funded it. You funded it. But now it's in that account. Can I lose money while it's just being funded while it's in that account? That's a great, great question. No, you can't actually lose money because it's sitting inside of what we call like a money market sweep account. Okay. Right. So that money market fund is a holding spot okay. for those dollars. So it's meant to maintain stability okay. and maintain a share price of $1. So it's not going to go up. It's not going to go down. It's meant just to hold your money. So, so then what's the purpose of me just putting my money in there if it's just going to sit there before I buy? Like, what, why, why don't I just, when I'm ready to buy the stock, just move the money over? <laughs> See, that's where it gets a little tricky, right? Because if that money is not in your account and it's sitting in your checking account, you're more liable to spend it. Okay. Right? Getting that money out of from where you typically do your daily financial operations and putting it inside of a place where you know is earmarked specifically for investing, yep. <laughs> that's where it needs to be. Because okay. that's going to be a reminder, oh my goodness. I still have this money sitting here. I need to do something with it. Okay. So, you know, what I would say is if you have a, a goal of investing $1,000 a month, 
put it into that account, whatever one you want to do, IRA, self-directed brokerage account. And even if you're not ready to pull the trigger, that's okay. Okay. But the money is there waiting for me, ready the to money go and is ready there. to rock. Exactly. exactly. So, so me, I'm not certified. I didn't work for Vanguard, but my advice is always <laughs> make sure you buy what you already use. Exactly. So we're going to shift this to um, how do I decide now that I've funded my account, mm-hmm. what do I buy, Justin? Man, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you a quick <laughs> funny story. Um, I also teach kids at Legends Charter School, right? So this is full fledged a passion of mine. When we were talking about first investing in a stock market, right? So what we did was we created homeroom names based off of stocks, based nice. off of companies. Yeah. So one homeroom, uh, Microsoft last year. I said, you know what? Before we even get started in the school year, do a scavenger hunt mm-hmm. in your house, right? Take a list, write down every product and service that you use, mm-hmm. and then come back to me and let's discuss it. Mm-hmm. So they came back. They said, oh, I use Tide, which is made by Procter & Gamble. Mm-hmm. I use Microsoft, or I got an Xbox at home. I'm using Microsoft, mm-hmm. right? Um, I listen to iTunes, so now that's Apple. Mm-hmm. So you got a list Oh, of- y'all got Apple, iPhones, tablet. Yeah. I'm a Droid user, Samsung all day, but all y'all And you search on Google. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So all of these products and services that you use on a daily basis can actually help you build wealth. Right. Right? So what I would say is make a list of everything that you love to buy, that mm-hmm. you love to use. Mm-hmm. Right? Go to their website. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Look at their investor relations page, right? See how they're making money. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to start because now you're probably going to have about 10 to 15 companies mm-hmm. that you've already been using for most of your life mm-hmm. that you did not know can actually help you build a wealth through the stock market. Absolutely. So so that is essentially what you're calling research. Exactly. That's my research. So exactly. if I type it into Google, all this different information is going to come up. So are there any trusted sources that you take a look at? Because I see Motley Fool, I see Yahoo Finance, I see Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what should I trust? What's a trusted source? So I'm glad you're saying that because there's so much information out there, right? And you can't trust everything that's put out on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. So what I like to use is I like to use Yahoo Finance. Okay. I like to use Morningstar, um, Google, um, which is also awesome. And then also a good place to start is going back again to that company's website because mm-hmm. they'll talk about research and development. They'll talk about profits. They'll talk about losses. Mm-hmm. So Yahoo Finance, Morningstar, CNBC, um, there's so many out there. But again, I will start with at least those three. You don't want to overburden yourself. And in, a, in, a, in, in, in lamest terms, I'm not going to force you into the three words. Yeah, 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 you yeah, killed yeah. it the first time yeah, though, with okay. the three words. But in lamest terms, mm-hmm. because I get this question all the time, what would you tell the people research equals in lamest terms? If, if you had just a couple things to select to take a look at. I would say research equals education. Okay. Um, without research, you're not going to have a baseline mm-hmm. of making a decision, mm-hmm. right? You're just going to be going into the fray unequipped, mm-hmm. right? The more research you have on a particular investment, the better equipped you are with making that decision. And it takes the emotion out of it. Absolutely. Because you're not guessing, you're not gambling, right? You know, people say, well, stock investing in stocks is gambling. No, it isn't. Mm-hmm. Going to Vegas, going to Atlantic City and <laughs> right. paying it on Saturday, right. Is, right. that's gambling. Absolutely. Right? Research <laughs> equals knowledge, equals education. The more research you have to support your, your cause, your, your goal, your claim, the better off you're going to be because now it's founded, mm-hmm. right? You can go now. The one thing I will say, you know, past performance doesn't predict 
future performance. Absolutely. But that past performance does help give you an indication of what that company has been doing Absolutely. and where they're looking to grow. Absolutely. Right. So the more knowledge you have behind research, the better off you're going to be. So let so so let me let me ask you this because I'm biased. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm biased because I'm a long term investor. Yes. I believe in buying, compound, holding, splits, and getting the bread, getting the bag over long periods of time. No yeah. matter what that long period of time is for you. Yeah. <clears throat> and one of the things I say, one of my golden rules is I buy what I use mm-hmm. and I also do a gut check for my morality. I, I try my best not to invest in any companies that have anything to do with tobacco because my father died of lung cancer. Sure. So I juxtapose those rules for myself and that's how I buy. Mm-hmm. But nowadays you hear, which I'm not knocking at all whatsoever. You yeah. got crypto, you got NFTs, yeah. you got real fast money mm-hmm. and uh, options has become extremely popular. I'm not dogging or knocking any of that yeah, by yeah, any yeah. stretch of the no imagination because there's multiple vehicles exactly. to get to the bag. Exactly. But just talk to me about the differences and, and, and your thoughts on long-term investing versus all these other options. You don't have to go into in, in depth about crypto versus uh, or Forex versus long-term sure. investing, but compounding versus these other forms. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I look at when I look at compounding, right? Compounding has to do with time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're you're really <laughs> going to reap the benefit of compounding the longer you stay within an investment. Mm-hmm. I think there's again there's so much information out there. Um, we're in a new modern age, digital age, information age. Everyone has access now. Yeah. Right. There's access to all different types of investments. But every investment isn't right for everyone. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And again, what you eat don't make me poop. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Right. So, you know, if you're not doing a research on crypto or NFT and you're jumping in blindly, well, guess what? You're going to lose money. Absolutely. Right. We've seen it happen with AMC. Mm. We've seen it happen with GameStop. Mm. Right. Those those quick shots to the moon and then a crash. Right. People lost their life savings. Mm -hmm. People killed themselves Mm -hmm. because they put all their money in particularly one basket. Which also hurt the stock game because now any investors that decided to jump into it based off those situations specifically, they then said, well, the stock game sucks. Exactly. You know what I mean? But go ahead. ahead. Exactly. So, you know, because of that one decision, (laughs) now you say, well, the stock market isn't for me. What I I say, and again, I'm going to be 100% 100% transparent. Yeah. I'm a long-term investor, and that comes because I worked at Vanguard. No doubt. Right? So <laughs> when people say you drink the Kool-Aid, yeah, I drank the Kool-Aid, but I was also drinking the Kool-Aid from one of the most successful investors Absolutely. ever. It was Jack proven. Bogle. It You've was seen proven. It. You've right? seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it in my clients' accounts. Yep. I've seen it with, you know, people that I knew. So I said, you know what? Let me try this. Mm-hmm. Right? Let me invest in companies that I know. Now, I'm going to say this again, too. When... People are trying to make a way where everyone's trying to get money fast. And that's where people go wrong. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get money fast is a losing strategy. A solid game plan of investing in companies that you know. You hit on a point in regards to morality, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are investments out there that don't invest in tobacco, that Mm -hmm. don't invest in prison systems, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you really have to take a deep look within yourself and say, what investments are going to fit my morals, my values, my time horizon, my financial goals? Mm -hmm. Everything is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. So if you want to invest in all tech, I would advise that you don't because, again, that industry, if it tanks, you asked out. So you really got to have an understanding of there are different industries Mm -hmm. 
and all those industries we use on a daily basis. So, so, so don't put all your eggs in one basket. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If you want overall <clears> success <throat> in the stock market, do not put all your eggs in one basket. No doubt. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm honestly, which Justin, he, he pokes me and gets on me all the time, <laughs> hit me in the gut. I'm a single stock exposure kind of dude, mm-hmm. but how I spread it without having all my eggs in one basket, even though I go single stock exposure, I go many different types of stocks. I, I'll have Amazon or then I'll go into Corning or then I'll go into Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I mix mine up. But we also want to get deep and get into this, just like, let's keep it a stack. Every, yeah. there, there, there's a large spectrum <clears throat> when you start talking about income. There's individuals yeah. who... You know what I mean? They they out here struggling. There's folks out here struggling and we understand that. Yeah. And then there's individuals who they just got it. They can mm-hmm. pull 30, 40, 50, 60, 100K and drop it on some stock. Exactly. One thing that I talk to or that I talk about is paying yourself first. Exactly. So I, I'm just interested in hearing your commentary for someone. Mm-hmm. If I pull five, 10, 15, 20 dollars out of my stock, that might be some that might be out of my groceries. That might be out of my rent. That might be out of something. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about how, how do we work that? So what is your advice for those individuals? Yeah, see, see, this is a hard one because, you know, every individual circumstance is different, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know John's circumstance compared to Mary's circumstance, mm-hmm. right? So, but paying yourself first, right? We, we look at our expenses, our cash flow, and we say, I got to pay bills. I got to pay rent. By the time you do all those things, there's nothing left over for you, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing left over <clears throat> for your children That's right. in terms of investments. So what I would say to that is, really take a deep look into what you're bringing in versus what's going out. No doubt. And find ways where you can make reductions or cuts. No doubt. Right? Do you really need, and people say, well, I want to live life, you know, but when you count up all the subscription services that you have, right? When you count up, now I know inflation is high, right? We're at, you know, 7% inflation, right? But do you need to be eating steak? No doubt. Every single week. Or the kind of steak. You ain't got to eat filet mignon. Right? There's a center cut. Yes, exactly. But also like Uber Eats, right? No you know how they tax you $20 for no a doubt. delivery fee. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? So there's things we can do to find money elsewhere. Yep. Treat yourself as an expense. And what mm, I mean by that Treat is, yourself as an expense. Exactly. We think about paying our expenses <laughs> first, mm-hmm. right? That's how we kind of grew up. Yep. Because we got to keep food on the table. That's yep. an expense. Yep. We got to keep a roof over your head. That's an expense. Yep. You got to keep clothes on your back. That's an expense. Yeah. But no one's saying, you know what? I need to pay myself first yeah. to make sure that I'm good. Even if I don't end up being a multimillionaire, yeah. Yeah. what I'm doing is I'm giving myself the opportunity to, to build wealth, but also being able to not only transfer it to my children, mm-hmm. but to lead by example mm-hmm. so that they can see mm-hmm. the power of investing and the power of wealth building. Very good point. And, and I'm going to keep it a stack and not... Obviously, name any names, but mm-hmm. folks call me and they say, Mari, I want to invest, but it's going to cost X amount of dollars. But it's the same folks I see in the club. Mm-hmm. It's the same folks that I see with the new designer belt, exactly. bag, hat, etc. If you really want to do this, <laughs> even if it's the long game, don't buy that Gucci belt. Buy a Kenneth Cole belt. You can do it. Buy a Perry Ellis belt. Yeah. You don't have to do it. My mom used to say to me jokingly, but it was probably serious at the time for show. Shout out to my mom again on the podcast. Champagne taste and beer pockets. Exactly. And that was definitely the case for me, man. Hearing uh, uh, Kanye, man, what do you, what do you say in the song? Um, how faked until I got it. Yeah, listen, when I was young, I wanted the, all of the brand names. But you know what? I had to figure out 
Maybe I got to get it from Marshalls. Maybe I got to get it from TJ Maxx. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And no. don't nobody necessarily know. And then you get to the point where you got enough money to buy it. Yeah. And yeah. then you don't even go get it. Exactly. You don't even go get yeah. it. You, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's one thing. And it feels so good to be in a position where I can afford designer brand. Yeah. But I don't, I don't have to. I don't, I don't rock it. Yeah, I mean, give me my paradise. You know what I mean? For real, like, give me my like, paradise. This, this I'm is good. The, I ain't gotta buy Gucci. For me, this is the new Ralph Lauren. No um, doubt, I love paradise. it. So, I love it. But when, when I think about what you're saying, is you know, we we have this we have this this notion of keeping up with the Joneses. No doubt, right? No doubt. What that man is doing over there, you don't know how he got that. That's right. Right. So I can't be looking at him. No doubt. And saying, you know what? I got to keep up with him. I got to buy the new range. I got to buy this. Now you broke. No doubt. Now you broke because now you got all these liabilities no that doubt. you're responsible for paying no for. No doubt. Instead of banging with the '95, you know, Toyota Camry <laughs> no that doubt. got 150 thousand miles on it, but it's paid off. No doubt. So now you got that cash flow yep. that's increased because you're not paying the car note. Yeah. Right. So I think it's also changing the mindset, mm-hmm. changing the way how people think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just been, again, generally, you know, generationally over over the years, mm-hmm. just been ingrained. You know, we keep going in a cycle. But I think people are now tr- figuring out that we can jump off the hamster wheel. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? No that we can open up the gate and, and find a better way to make sure that. I'm financially secure. Yeah. My kids are financially secure, yeah. right? Um, making sacrifices. Yep. I think that's really, really important. You know, maybe you can't go on that vacation every year. No, you know no. what I'm saying? Maybe you can't lease a car every three years. Yep. That's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe, you know, you want to go buy this house, but it's it's not where it's not where you are. And underscore that, that with, with the per- doing that, that sacrifice for the purpose of what? For the purpose of financial freedom, yep. financial security. Yep. So even if that means taking a few years out of your life yeah. and say, I got to go hard in the paint yeah. to make sure that I'm set for the rest of my future. Absolutely. That's really, really important. Absolutely. You got to have that those actionable steps. Absolutely. And it's going to hurt. Absolutely. It's going to suck. Yeah. But if you don't do it, it's going to suck even more mm-hmm. when, and I hate to say this, when you got to have a fish fry to pay for a funeral. Oh, <laughs> because you don't have any assets no doubt. to support that. No doubt. And then you're leaving it on the individuals exactly. who you shouldn't be leaving it on to take care of what you didn't take care exactly. of. Exactly. Now, now, as we shift, because that was that was phenomenal. Don't go over the heads. We're not, we're not gonna go over your heads, but <laughs> any any quick tips for anybody investing in the market, um, money management, et cetera, because it's it's tax time right now. Cause because what I say all the time is if the government is giving me a fat refund check, mm-hmm. I'm doing something wrong because that means they held my money yeah. and earned interest on my money that I could have been investing myself. So I want to break even, which I haven't done in a really long time because yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? The IRS gets a bag from me. Sure. So 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 give me some keys. Give me some jewels, man. Um I mean, <laughs> everyone look forward to that refund check. Which um, you know, which is like, okay. What you going to do with that, though? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, you, you, you need to take inventory of your finances at least monthly. Okay. Once you start to get towards the end of the year, gather all your financial documents. Okay. Right? Um, <laughs> you know, look at your budget. When those W-2s start to come in, look at, you know, what's being withheld. At your job currently right now, if you're working... Um, see how much is being withheld. Are you in line with where your income is? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Are you contributing to a 401k? And when you say withheld, explain withheld. What's withheld? With, withheld basically means the government is taking taxes 
out of your paycheck. So That's right. SSI, you FICA. Know, uh, FICA, all that, right? right. Uh, wage tax. So look tax. at your statement. I know folks don't really get paper checks anymore. <laughs> they get direct deposit, exactly. but you still need to look at that statement. You got access to it. It's Absolutely. online, right? Absolutely. So there's no excuse for you not to be in the know. Again, it goes back to knowing what your situation is. The more you know, the more powerful you can be when you're making decisions. Um, taxes is huge because, you know, again, people are looking at these uh, these income taxes, ref, uh, refunds that are coming in, these child tax credits that are mm-hmm. coming in. But what are you doing with that? No doubt. Right? Are you spending that on liabilities or are you investing that money? Mm. Now, everyone doesn't have access to a CPA. I'm not a CPA by any stretch of the means, so I'm not Definitely giving you no tax CPA. advice. Definitely not a CPA. Definitely not a CPA. <laughs> um, but you can find them online. Exactly. Right? There are resources online. You can find them by state. You can find them by your locality. Yeah. And a lot of these CPAs aren't charging much. Yeah. And they're doing, some of them are doing it for free yeah. to serve the community. Absolutely. Right? So there are definitely resources out there. Yep. You just got to have the one to yep. to find out more about it. Excellent. Excellent. So look, man, you, you you are a wealth of knowledge, but as I started, it's how I finished, man. Mm-hmm. Not letting you off the hook. This podcast is expediting change, so we need theory and practice. Yeah. So every single one of my guests, when they come spit knowledge and, man, open an account is fire. But now it's time to challenge Justin. And what's really good? What you doing? What are you doing that's practical <laughs> to expedite change? Because you know, yeah. it's a lot of people that do a lot of talking. And I'm not saying you, but yeah. a lot of people that do a lot of talking, especially in these days and ages, hating on capitalism, mm-hmm. relying on politics putting up, marching. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't go to the polls and that the democratic process is bad, but this podcast is specifically about what are you doing right now to create change because people can't wait. Exactly. So what I'm doing right now is I'm starting with the kids. Okay. Right. So at Legends Charter School, um, I'm the director of financial education. Okay. Right. So I'm seeing these kids on a daily basis and giving them the tools that they need to be financially well and successful. Mm-hmm. They may not see it now, but they will. Okay. I, you'll be surprised what children can soak up and learn mm-hmm. and be able to apply mm-hmm. when it comes to money. Money is a part of our lives every single day, mm-hmm. right? I look at money when, you know, when we were in school, we didn't have financial literacy classes. No doubt. Right? We had to learn the hard way. No doubt. So financial education is more than just telling you what it is. It's also giving them the tools and helping them to apply it. No doubt. Right? So through um, in-classroom teaching, Mm -hmm. right? Through virtual workshops Mm -hmm. and in-person seminars. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing to create change. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just out here just saying, okay, do this, do this, do this. I'm saying, I want to get with the community. In the class. In the class. Can't get no closer to rubber meets the road. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah. Right? I have access to community members, to parents, Mr. DeVos, I need some help. Yeah. Can I talk to you for a yeah. second? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't turn anybody away. Yeah. I'm not the expert on everything. Yeah. But what I will say, you know what? If you're talking about real estate, I got somebody who can talk to you about that. Dope. Right? If you need insurance. Yeah. Listen, let me hook you up with my man, DeCarlo. <laughs> no doubt. You know no doubt. Shout out. Um, shout out to DeCarlo <laughs> Harrison. Right? So it's just... Being a being a source of knowledge, but also knowing when to take a step back. No doubt. And say, you know what? This is a collective. Yeah. This is a community. Yeah. And it's a community of educators. Yeah. Not just, I would say, preachers. Okay. Um, a lot of people can preach. Yeah. But there are 
when when I remember being in church, and I'm just going to quickly say this. No doubt. Is that I had an uncle who, who was a very boisterous preacher, right? <laughs> very boisterous. But he took the time mm-hmm. to then educate us on just general life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Being around his kids, mm-hmm. being around his nephews, mm-hmm. being around, you know, my neighborhood friends. So mm-hmm. being able to come from down here and then come down here and say, listen, I'm in this with you. Rubber meets the road. Let me teach you the way. No, no doubt. And this is what I'm trying to do. That's fact. So so that's dope. Um, so what gets measured makes progress. Absolutely. So tell me, you got to give me like numbers, mm-hmm. et cetera, but just your vision, just your path forward. Talk to me about outcomes. What's your, what's your, if you had top two, what's your top two outcomes from everything you just explained? What gets measured makes progress that you want to see that's tangible. Mm. What's your outcome? Wow. Um, right now, I got 700 students mm. in my financial education program. I want every single one of them to have an investment account. That's fine. Whether it's uh, uh, individual brokerage like a UTMA. Yep. We'll get into that at a different uh, session. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's a self-directed minor Roth IRA or 529 plan, whatever those goals are. Yep. I want every single kid to have an investment account and to understand that the products and services we use, the companies we use on a daily basis can help them build wealth over time. And they understand that. So yep. the younger they are, the better off they're going to be compared yep. to you and I. Yep. Right? Because they just have more time on their hands. Yeah. But also not just with the kids, right? It's it's about the broader equity now community okay. that I'm serving. Yep. Right. So that's community-based organizations, <laughs> that's faith-based organizations. Um, building out a curriculum to mm-hmm. be transported across the country, mm-hmm. right? To be used in schools, mm-hmm. right? Especially black and brown schools, because mm-hmm. that's where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh financial literacy in and of itself in America is it's a dismal state. <laughs> no doubt. It's, it's dismal compared no to doubt. other areas of the world. But and it's dismal for all races, but when you categorize course, right? and it comes down, it's worse. Who's at exponentially the worse. Who's at the bottom? But for us. For us. The folks right? who look like you and I. We've always been at the bottom, right? So it's up to me. Yeah. I can't do it alone, but I'm going to say, you know what? If I can have 700 kids, 800 kids have investment accounts, that's the win. No doubt. If I can reach parents, if I can reach grandmoms and say, hey, listen, Let's go through some personal financial management strategies to yeah. help you, you know, manage your money better. Yeah. That's the win. That's what I'm right. About. So if I can reach five thousand, ten thousand, yeah. hundred thousand people, <laughs> yeah, and give them the resources that they can use, yeah, and then be able to measure and assess their progress Absolutely. as they go along. Absolutely. Like you said, what gets measured, you know, makes progress. Mm-hmm. So I want to see you started here. Mm-hmm. Where are you a year from now? No doubt. Did you grow? No doubt. Or did you regress? No doubt. So that's what I want to say. Dope. So so as as we close, family, listen, man, what, what Mr. DeVos, what Justin is doing is crazy. And you know I'm going to keep challenging these guests. So <laughs> expediting change, what he's doing to expedite change is where the rubber meets the road teaching financial education, not just financial literacy, because they are actually opening up stock accounts. And that's his unit of measure. Stock accounts, because when you talk educate, when you talk expediting change, we got to make sure we have a unit of measure to make Mm -hmm. sure the culture is progressing. So what I hear from Justin is that he's doing his part to break down that generational wealth gap. Tune in to expediting change to hear more, to learn more about what the things that we're doing, the things that Justin are doing. 
that all of our guests are doing. And I'm going to keep pushing and pressing for financial education Mm -hmm. over financial literacy because the time is now for the culture, for us, for you, for everybody to get to the bag. Peace. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, Jess. Thanks for having me. It's just me. As I open my mind and try to reach yours, ask myself, why is it you really want to preach, boy? I want to teach more.